When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. episode of the trading coach podcast coming to you guys three days a week on each and every podcast and music streaming app as well as the youtube machine thank you as always for joining a few episodes ago i I talked a little bit about the formula to success and, and how it really hasn't changed over the years and in that episode we talked a little bit about how the formula for wealth creation or to becoming wealthy hasn't really changed as well it's it's pretty simple spend less than you earn and invest the rest. And um, we kind of followed that conversation up, not just today in our, our Monday private Q&A session, but with a group um, a group of students, well, a group of people, but there were some students involved in this as well, at a recent foundation meeting that I was a part of, right? So we had an annual meeting and in the meeting, we were talking a little bit about endowments. And for you guys that are unfor- uh, unfamiliar, endowments are like gifts that are made, financial gifts that are made um, to universities, to schools. And what happens is those financial gifts are put into an investment account and they produce money and that money is used for something for the school. And I heard this interesting fact um, where it was Harvard, right? Harvard's endowment was so big, right? I think it's like 36 trillion that you can fact check that I have no idea if it's right, but it's so big that it can produce, right? It can produce enough income that it can pay for every single student that currently goes there and every single student in the future that would go there forever. Um, That's how much it was. And I guess to take a step back real quick, an endowment works like this, and it's, it's very it's similar to investing in general. And this is why uh, I want to bring it up because it's very common. Um, but basically, you a donation is made of a certain sum of money. That money is put into an investment account. That investment account, because it's an investment account, creates money off of that money, and then that money is used for something else. So, for example, if you put a hundred thousand dollars into an investment account, and let's say that investment account is making thirty percent the return is $30,000 and that $30,000 is used to build something on campus, to pay for a scholarship, whatnot. The point is, the more you put into that account, the more it makes, the money can basically sustain uh, sustain something forever. And obviously the more that's in there, the, the more stuff it could sustain. And there were a few students um, that were unaware of this. Like they had no idea. It's cool. And why we have students as part of this this foundation on the board is because 
Um, not only do they represent a student population, but it gives them a chance to kind of see how things actually work behind the curtain. Um, so they never knew this is how it worked. And in fact, like most of us, they were um, not very financially educated. They didn't really know how money works in the first place. And, and, and they got to the point where it's like, wait a minute. So if we save money, we can invest it. And if we invest it, it can make money. And eventually it can make money where I don't have to earn any more money because my invested money will make enough money to pay for this. And we're like, yeah, pretty much. Um, obviously, it takes a massive amount of money to do so, but that's the general concept. And it was kind of a light bulb moment that went off where it's like, man, I should probably stop spending my entire paycheck and maybe I should start saving. That way I can get started with this investment thing. And it, it, it really geared me to talk about, well, okay, it's easier said than done, right? It's easy to say, spend less than you earn, invest the rest. Spend less than you earn, invest the rest, right? Very easy to say, but to actually do, it, it's pretty complicated. If, or not pretty complicated, it, it's simple, but it's pretty, it's more difficult to do than it is just to say, because actually doing it takes planning, it takes tracking your data, and it takes a massive amount of discipline, right? Everyone says they're going to get on a diet, right? Myself, right? Like, I'm going to stop eating sweets after eight o'clock at night. And then, you know, it's 830 and I sneak some Oreos in my mouth and boom, I broke it already. Um, typically, we're more likely to do something when there is some type of fear um, associated with it, some type of consequence. So I'm much more likely to continue my diet when or if the doctor says, hey, Akio, if you eat another Oreo, you will die. Yeah, I, you know, I probably won't eat another Oreo versus now where I'm in pretty good shape. There's no real downside to it. So maybe sometimes you have to associate some type of fear with it. And I know for me getting into the trading in the first place, it was the fear of living an unfulfilled life. It was the fear of not living my dream life, living check to check, working for someone for the rest of my life. That was the fear that actually sparked me to get into entrepreneurship. So fear is good. So think about where you want to be in the future and then think about not being able to be there. And maybe that's enough fear to get you going. But I want to read you this list. And this is by Dave Ramsey. Many of you guys have heard him probably listen to his podcast as well where he talks about 20 practical ways to save money. And as always, this is my first time reading through it. I like to keep things fresh for the Trading Coach podcast, unrehearsed, so I can just give you my, my unfiltered opinion. But I'm not going to read the entire thing. Um, I'll kind of read you the topics and give my, my thoughts on it. But I want to read the intro. He says, we all have good intentions when it comes to saving money, right? We tell ourselves we'll start saving once we reach a certain milestone, like when we hit a specific age, get a raise, or when Jimmy finally moves out of the basement. But in reality, you'll only start saving money when you develop healthy money habits and your future needs become more important than your current wants. I feel like I just said that. <laughs> uh, I told you that the, the formula is, is simple. You ask any successful person going back to, I think, episode 302, it's pretty much the same. Anyway, a lot of times our goal to save, our goal to save money isn't a big enough priority to delay the purchase of that new smartphone, kitchen table, or TV. So we spend our dollars away, or worse, go into debt to fuel our latest bout with want-itis. That debt then turns into a monthly payment that control our paychecks and our lives. Sounds overwhelming, right? It doesn't have to be. With a few tweaks to your spending priorities, you'll be on the fast track to saving money in no time. Check out our top 20 saving tips. We'll go tip number one. I don't think it's in any particular order, but tip number one, say goodbye to debt. 
Monthly payments are the biggest obstacle to saving money. Debt robs you of your income. So it's about time you get rid of that debt. The fastest way to pay off debt is with a debt snowball method. This is where you pay off your debt in order from smallest to largest. Sounds kind of intense, right? Don't worry. It's more about behavior change than numbers. Once your income is freed up, you can finally use it to make progress towards your saving goals. And I don't think people understand in general how crucial debt is. I wish I had a whiteboard in front of me that I can show you. And this just wasn't audio. But so I think we understand that the general premise is we need to save more money than we spend. That should be it's that's there. Right. And in doing so. Right. In doing so, we need to cut our expenses. Now, people don't look at debt as an expense, but it is a massive one. And I know people, I have friends and colleagues that I work with that have twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 worth of credit card debt. And it doesn't really seem like much because you're like, ah, it's credit card debt. I still got more on my limit. I can pay it off later. But I challenge you to do this. Go to call your credit card company up or probably just go online, right? It says 2020 Akil. You can do stuff like that. Go online. Look at your state statement. Scroll down. Go past all the groceries and the phone stuff and all the other stuff you spent it on. And look at how much interest costs you per month. There's a good chance if you have a massive amount of debt, debt your credit card interest is probably one of the biggest bills on there. You may have groceries on top of that. That's usually a big one, right? But your credit card debt is probably bigger than a car payment, probably bigger than any other treats that you treated yourself to that month. So by eliminating that, right, just by eliminating that debt, it kills, it kills thing. It, it really, it, it kills an extra bill, I guess you can say. So getting rid of that debt should be the number one priority. You want you want to be debt free. Now there is such thing as good debt, but credit card debt isn't one of them. <laughs> so get rid of that debt. Um, I've got all types of methods on on eliminating debt. Um, on this one, he says, you know, start with the smallest one first um, because that that creates a good habit. And and what that does is it gives you a small win, right? It's no different than you know I've done podcasts in the past about how to be more productive, how to get stuff done, how to make like a master to do list and stuff like that. Um, don't underestimate the small wins, meaning that the feeling you get. We had a good conversation in the live room or the Q and A session today about feelings and we're talking about multiple target taking and how people like shooting for bigger targets targets because it feels better even though it actually isn't better right so feelings are big to us as human beings and don't underestimate how good task completion feels to get rid of something is a big win and what it does is it motivates you to do the next thing what i mean by that is if you have two credit card debts let's say one is twenty thousand and one is two thousand right you're going to be chipping away forever to get rid of that twenty thousand dollar debt and it's going to be discouraging because you're gonna you're gonna make a big payment. Yeah, I paid five thousand off. Woohoo! And you're like, I got fifteen thousand left to go. And with that fifteen thousand, again, it's still accumulating each and every month because of what you're what you're paying with it and the interest, right? So it just seems like a battle that is never gonna be complete. And each day it's like you're losing and losing and losing. You get discouraged. By knocking off that small one right away, boom, that's a win. Boom, I eliminated one, chop it up, throw it away. Whew. That's a win. And that win's going to give you the spark and motivation to go on to that to that next battle, which is going to be bigger. Obviously, it's also going to free up some money as well. Next one, step number two. I hope I don't spend that long on all of them because we're going to be here for two hours. Um, cut down on groceries. 
Most people after they do a budget are shocked to find out how much they're actually spending on grocery uh, at the grocery store each month. And if you're an average American family, because we eat way too much here in America, you're probably spending around $650. It's easy to walk through those aisles grabbing bags of Oreos. <laughs> how did he know? Uh, here and a bag of chips there. And then to top it off with fun goodies at the register, but those little purchases or budget busters add up quite a bit and end up blowing the budget every single month. You guys know I'm a grocery shopping nerd. I love the, the supply and demand. I love the game of, of pricing and, and the, the, the mental kind of um, exercise of uh, two for ones and one for twos and buy one, and buy one get one half off and, and generic brands versus this brand. It's, it's fun to me. Um, you also know my story about how the small things can add up, right? My biggest claim to fame here, and, and by claim to fame, I mean the things that you guys make fun of me the most, is my was my addiction to dark chocolate Milky Ways, Baby Bell cheese, and Gatorade, where I was spending about $200 a month doing it. And it didn't seem like much, but it was a daily routine of stopping by the store on my way to work, where I would just stop by, get it, it cost like five bucks maybe, and then it's five bucks on Monday, five bucks on Tuesday, five bucks on Wednesday, five bucks on Thursday, right? Before you know it, boom, you're spending a massive amount of money um, on small things and you don't even know it. Uh, Dave says, if you're really trying to find ways to save money, try grocery pickup. Um, da -da -da -da. Uh, another watch option is planning out your meals each week in advance to take a good look at what you already have in your pantry. Yeah, it's essentially be smart. There's a few ways you can be smart. One is use coupons. There's lots of coupons, right? Lots and lots and lots of coupons. Have a plan, right? I know it takes time, but don't just go to the grocery store with no idea what you're going to buy, right? Do an observation, survey what you have in the kitchen, survey what you have in the fridge, see what you need, right? And then also see what you want, right? Split those up into different categories. What do we need? Eggs, milk. What do I want? Oreos, right? Split those up. Go couponing again. Um, if, if you're like me, I, I go to a store that has the coupons right on the phone. So I can go to the phone, scroll down, get coupons. I also have the paper coupons as well. And then also go middle of the week. Right? We've talked about this before. The middle of the week is going to be the cheapest day because that's when they're typically, right, stores stock them, themselves for the weekend rush. Um, by the time the weekend rush is over in the middle of the week, they need to make room on their shelves to prepare for the next weekend rush. So they're trying to get rid of the stuff that didn't sell. So especially stuff like meat, you can get meat very, very cheap in the middle of the week because guess what? It's going to expire in a few days. So if you plan your meals, even if you go, I know a, a, a couple that we are friends with that go every day, right? They go, they buy the meat on sale, they cook it right away or they freeze it right away and boom, they save themselves money. Um, obviously buying in bulk if you're able to helps as well. But so many different ways you can attack the grocery store and spend less. It's... Um, Really is amazing. You can also go to farmer, farmer's markets and stuff like that. Next, number three, cancel automatic subscriptions and memberships. So we're talking about those automatic things that you don't pay attention to. I had a gym membership for two years that I didn't cancel. I meant to cancel it for two years and I didn't. Why? Because it was always it was only costing me $10 a month. And again, $10 a month wasn't anything that really hurt me, right? $10, that's nothing. I, you know, I spend that on dark chocolate, Milky Way, Baby Bell cheeses, and Gatorade. But over two years, right? So $10 a month is $120 a year, and there's probably an annual fee in there, so $150 a year. 
um, and then we're doing that for over and over and over, it's gonna bleed your account. And then when you add up your $10 gym membership, your $20 Netflix membership, your $10 Hulu membership, your $10 Spotify membership, before you know it, those automatic memberships are costing you maybe $50, $100 a month. And the question is how many you're actually using. Now, again, if you're using something, use it, right? That you Keep it, I should say, right? I use Spotify all the time in my workout music, right? So I keep Spotify. I use Netflix all the time, right? I had Hulu for a little bit. I wasn't even using it, so I got rid of it, right? So go through and, and, and ask yourself, what am I actually using? What am I not using? And can one thing make up for the other? So if you're a Netflix subscriber and it's like, I only watched, I only got it for this one Netflix original. I don't really watch anything else. Then you got to do some soul searching. Is it, is it worth paying for it if you're not really using it? And you may have to, to get rid of it. Um, but those are very, very sneaky because again, we don't see them coming. They, they happen automatically, um, which means out of sight, out of mind. All right, so I think we're going to come back to that one later about automatic savings. Number four, buy generic, self-explanatory. You don't have to spend, uh, I, I do believe in something you should spend name brand on. Um, especially if you're making expensive purpose uh, purchases and, and something has a, um, a reputation of, of being kind of, of long lasting. But when it comes to some things, you can buy the off brand, the name brand, um, and it's just as good or, or very little difference and, and save some some money. You know, uh, you know for example, uh, paper towels for me, right? I, I, we spend cheap paper towels. We've got two kids, stuff gets spilled everywhere. I don't need the super expensive paper towels. I can get the other type of paper towels. On the other hand, toilet paper. Eh, I haven't had the greatest experiences with the cheapest brand of toilet paper. So I tend to spend not up on that, but normal on that, just to give you an idea. Glad we didn't go deeper with that. Number five, cut ties with cable. This is one of those sneaky expenses that are automatically drawn out. Uh, the wife and I did this a couple years ago. Um, he says, there's no secret to that cable prices are continuing to rise. The average monthly price for cable TV is about $106 a month, which adds up to over uh, $1,200 a year, right? We went to YouTube TV, right? Everything that we need is there. And it basically cut the price in half. I think YouTube TV is like $50 a month, where the cable was something else. Boom. Easy cut, no sacrifice. Right. Number six, save money automatically. Uh, there's a great book called The Automatic Millionaire. I don't know who I gave that book to, but it's missing from my library. and I'm a little upset about it. But Dave says, did you know that you can save money without thinking about it? Yep. You can just set up your bank account to automatically transfer funds uh, from your checking account into your saving account every month. If that sounds scary to you, you can also set up a direct deposit to automatically transfer 10% of each paycheck to your saving account. Pretty nice, right? And the premise of this book, The Automatic Millionaire, was, was kind of the exact opposite of what we talked about earlier, right? We talked about your those sneaky monthly expenses, your Netflix and your Hulus that come out automatically. And before you know it, it's like $18 million on your credit card, but it's out of sight, out of mind, so you don't see it. Same thing with savings. Many people struggle with savings right the actual act of like seeing that paycheck you already see taxes taken out of it for you guys that do that stuff um and then you're just like i gotta take this out of there and that paycheck gets smaller and smaller and smaller and it's kind of defeating right if you do it automatically you don't even notice if you set it up where 10 percent of your your and you, you can, obviously you can make it whatever percent you want but let's say you set up where 10 percent of your check automatically goes into your savings you don't even notice that your your paycheck is that smaller because now it becomes the norm it's no different than taxes, right? How many of you guys, you know, when you pay, so 
I don't pay taxes check by check, right? I'm, I'm self-employed um, entrepreneur, so I, I pay taxes in a different way. They don't come out of my weekly, my, I don't get weekly, my, my monthly paycheck. They don't, they don't come out of that, right? So I, I pay them all in bulk. So I have kind of a firsthand experience of how much taxes are actually paid. It's like, whoa, um, and you can pay them quarterly as well. Um, but for people that when you first get a job, and you see, you, you do um, my first job, I, was, I kept calculating how many hours I worked and how much my paycheck is. I'm like, ooh, this is going to be good. And then you see that paycheck and it's smaller, it gets depressing. You're like, and you learn what taxes are. It's like, well, Uncle Sam took this, he took that, blah, 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 like that. However, eventually you get used to it and it becomes the norm. And the same thing will happen with your savings. At first, it'll be like, oh man, why is this less? Oh yeah, I forgot I saved it, blah, blah. But eventually it becomes the norm because now you have the expectation, especially for you guys that are on salary, you have that expectation of that set amount coming in each and every time. And you won't even notice it. You'll be on a consistent plan of savings. And before you know it, you'll check your bank account and you'll have a big boatload of money in another account, which you can use for many different things, a nest egg, a kind of emergency fund, or start investing it um, like we talked about earlier. Put it to work. Um, number seven was spend extra or unexpected income wisely. Um, I don't think we need to talk about this too much. It's pretty self-explanatory. Don't, don't buy dumb stuff. Be smart. Eight is reduce energy costs. Did you know that you can save money on your electric bill by making a few tweaks to your home? Start with simple things like taking shorter showers. Nope, we didn't say fewer, uh, just shorter. Fixing leaky pipes, washing your clothes in cold tap water, and installing dimmer switches in your light bulbs, uh, LED light bulbs. While new energy efficient appliances are a great way to save money on your electric bill, they're expensive. But if you work it into your monthly budget, you can pay cash for those small improvements. And uh, this is big. This is another big one. So if you're looking for chunks of, you know, places where you can save chunks of money, this is going to be a big one. Um, we are very reckless with our energy here in the Stokes household. In fact, when we got, uh, we recently had the solar panels uh, installed, or before we had them installed, we were doing kind of a, just an overall diagnosis of, of what we're spending because I'm a numbers guy and I, you know, I want to make sure it's worth it. And when we got the numbers back, the guy was like, um, is this right? I said, yeah, that's right. Um, he's like, well, I, I, congratulations, sir. I'm like, on what? He said, you broke the record of the most amount of electric spent that I've ever seen um, in, in the people he's worked with. I said, thank you. And there are a few reasons for it, right? Okay, so I work from home. Um, you guys have seen my setup. It's running almost all the time. I, I turn it off more now, but that's, that's a, a habit. It used to run all the time. I'll talk about the changes I made a little bit later. Um, it used to run all the time. Uh, my wife also runs a business from home, so her operation is running all the time from home. We've got two kids, so the TV is usually on. There's all this other stuff on, right? It, it's it's always running. Um, we also have, there's a mold problem in the basement that keeps coming back. So we've got two dehumidifiers running down or a big basement. Um, that's essentially like running three refrigerators. So there's a lot of energy being sucked out. So, and again, not all of it is our fault, but... What we started working on is when we saw this and we got the we got the solar put in, we got the estimates of how much money it, it produced. Obviously, the solar isn't worth it or the goal is for the solar panels to to create to generate all the energy that we use. And at the time, it wasn't even though we have like 100 panels on there. It wasn't making enough um, for what we were doing as far as we were overusing electric. So we just started getting smart. Right. I don't need my computer to be on 24 seven. So when I'm not in my trading hours or my work hours, I now turn it off, right? The TV doesn't always need to be on, right? Um, my kid's still a little bit afraid of the dark, so you have to sleep with the lights on, but, but stuff like that, like leaving the, the space heater on all night, 
right? We turned the, we turned the, the, the central unit down, but we'll put a space heater on because they get cold. But maybe turning off in the middle of the night once he's uh, fast asleep and he doesn't care. Small stuff like that. Um, shorter showers, being smart with laundry, not washing like one or two things at a time because, you know, a dirty diaper got somewhere. Um, general habits, unplugging stuff. Um, the coffee machine doesn't need to be in all the time, right? Small, it's amazing how many little small things you can find around the house that will drastically reduce your energy bill. And we've been doing this for probably about six months now and we've cut it in half, no lie. No lie, we've cut it in half the amount of mo- the amount that we were spending from last year in comparison to this year. I just looked at the, the stats this morning. Um, we cut it in half. Now the solar is not quite matching it yet because it's the winter and we're getting those short days and we've been raining for like the last month and a half here um but the summertime comes it's going to be exciting to see that we produce that extra energy and then we can actually store it and that becomes money in the bag uh, so it's but small things can make a massive difference all right we're going to skip skip through some um here's one uh, number 10 borrow don't buy and this is for not necessarily like houses and renting although that is a way to save money Again, I don't want to get in that conversation because that could be a really, really deep one. The the conversation of should we rent or should we own? I think it's very dependent on your situation and your goals. One is not better than the other. It depends on your particular situation and your goals. Um, but stuff like, uh, you know, lawnmower, hedge clippers, snowblowers, right? Your neighbors got a lot of stuff, right? I'm, I'm fortunate enough. I have two neighbors on the side of me. They both have snowblowers. Guess what? I'm never buying a snowblower because I'll just go to my neighbor, right? I'll say, hey, Jeremy, uh, can I borrow my snowblower? Usually he's out doing it already because, you know, it's a machine and and us men like to just do stuff like that. Um, But stuff like that. I had a friend of mine the other day that needed a tree cut down and he was pricing out how much it takes to remove a tree. And then he asked a friend and his friend was like, oh, yeah, I got a chainsaw. I I do this. And four of us got together and and started removing some trees. Um, So always ask first. There's lots of stuff that you can borrow, especially if it's like a, a one time or a very limited time thing. You're not cutting down trees every day of the week. Um, so you don't need to buy something like that. So put things in perspective and, and think about that. Who do you know first? Next, pack a lunch. Um, according to Bureau, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the average household spends approximately $3,365 on food outside of the home each year. That's $300 a month, essentially. Buying lunch a few times a week may seem harmless in the moment, especially when your favorite restaurant is in walking distance from your office. Ooh, that's one thing I hated about working in the city. But you can save quite a bit of money just by packing a lunch. And I was having this conversation with a, a couple the other day. They just moved into their first house. And I was giving them the, I was, you know, we were talking about, hey, how's your first house? Uh, do you have your massive to-do list of everything that's gone wrong already? And like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, we do. Um, but they talked about just the young couple, the different perspective they had with, they're just learning about financial literacy. Or they're, they're both becoming financially literate. And they got themselves on a budget and a plan. Because um, before they were living, they were recently married, they were single, they were living in the city. And, and we happen to be in a city where there's a massive amount of food options and really, really, really good food. So it's so easy to get caught up. And they, when, they, when they were getting the house and, and started preparing for you know, home ownership and, and all the other things that come with that, they wanted to manage their expenses better. And they realized how much they were spending on food. I mean, think about it like this. If you're eating out every day, what, what's a meal cost? Right. And I'm not talking like fast food McDonald's, because if you know, you shouldn't be doing that every day. But let's say you, you go to like a, a normal place and, and, and you eat out. Right. You and, and someone else, you and your wife or you and your, your husband. Right. Um, Twenty dollars on a on a on, on a good day, 
for lunch at a, at a, at a cheap place, $40 if you're going to sit down someplace, right? Think about that every day. Again, you know, my Milky Way Baby Bell Cheese and Gatorade habit cost me $200 a month. This is going to cost you, you know, it could cost you $200 a week. And then think about what the cost is of just packing your own lunch, making it yourself. You can save a massive amount of money doing that. And that's what this couple said they did. They said they, they stopped eating out. They started buying groceries themselves and, you know, buying stuff in bulk and buying smart. And they're saving a massive amount of money just because they're not eating out. And they have their they have their one day, I think they do one day a week or something like that. But it, still, you can save so much money just by not being in that lifestyle, I guess. Um, next one's ask about discounts, paying cash. Skip past that, take advantage of retirement savings, skip past that, lower your cell phone bill. We're gonna go, uh, here's one. Try a, try a spending freeze. Don't buy any, don't buy any non-essential items for a week or even a month. Think about it as a commitment challenge. While you're at it, take inventory of what you're grateful for each day. This should help kick your want-itis in the pants. Make your spending freeze work by prepping meals with the food you already have, avoiding stores where you tend to impulse buy, did someone say Target or Dollar Spot, and saying no to anything that isn't a basic necessity. I've, I've actually never did this. Well, let, let, let me correct myself. I've done this not purposely. Back when I was struggling um, and didn't really have a lot of money, I went on a spending freeze for uh, not a month, but multiple months where I was eating ramen noodles and cheese sandwiches every day. Um, but that's because I was trying to survive and make it in trading after recklessly quitting three of my jobs, thinking that I would be a successful trader in like a month. Um, so it wasn't purposeful. It was kind of like a survival thing. Um, but it's interesting. Give it a try. It's a... It, it's, it's amazing, and I look back at those times now, and I'm glad those times have stuck with me, um, because it's amazing to see what you don't need. I think if you've never done this, if you've never been in a bad situation, and, and again, this is for, you know, if you've been fed with a silver spoon your entire life, you're not used to really those survival skills of not having a, a meal on your plate each night. So it's, it's, it's different. But it's amazing to find out what you need and what you don't actually need. Um, what is kind of like a, a luxury. So for example, juice, drinks, those are all a luxury. Why? Because you can drink water, right? Fancy pasta and steaks, right? Luxury, right? You can eat ramen noodles. You can eat peanut butter and jelly, right? Now, again, there's a there's a balance you have to find all you, you don't want to torture yourself, especially if you, you don't want to go cold turkey and torture yourself if you've never done this before. Um, but the idea and what I assume he's trying to get is you start eliminating some of the stuff that you don't need. You start realizing, hey, I don't have to buy this every time I go to the supermarket because I can survive off of this instead. And you slowly chip away at some of those um, um, the, the unnecessary expenses. Next is DIY everything. DIY is do it yourself. Um, before you splash out money to pay something, do it yourself. That's that's pretty simple. YouTube is a beautiful thing. Um, just make sure don't don't do everything yourself. Um, trust me, firsthand experience. You can make things worse, and then it's going to cost you a lot more money. I tried, you know, I, I woke up a few days feeling manly and wanted to fix stuff and ended up breaking it worse than it was and it ended up costing me more. So be smart about it, right? YouTube can show you everything, but it doesn't mean you should be doing everything. But a lot of stuff you can do it yourself and you can save a massive amount of money doing it or, or, or get a friend. Um, 
17, we're getting there. Skip the coffee shop. This one's painful, but instead of spending $5 on a daily latte, you can save money by making coffee at home. Latte factor, latte experiment. I've talked about that massively on this podcast. Um, That's a good thing to do as well. And it's not just coffee, but it's tracking all of your expenses um, for the week um, or week, month, however long you want to go and see how much you're recklessly spending. Lastly, uh, has try a staycation when your goal is to save money. Now, a vacation is the worst thing you can spend money on. Instead of uh, whisking your family off to the Greek Isles, try being a tourist in your own city. Not only will it save you hundreds or potentially thousands of dollars, but you can also explore your neighborhood with fresh eyes and some have some fun while doing it. That's a very good idea as well. Um, and then lastly, he says, sell everything that doesn't bring you joy. Um, and I heard this kind of fad. I think my wife told me about this, this, this fad of, of selling everything that doesn't give you joy. Um, but yeah, get, I mean, get rid of stuff. If you don't need it, get rid of stuff. Um, instead of just getting rid of it, if you can sell it, sell it. Because some money is better than none money. And with these days, with like Facebook Marketplace and or even just a good old-fashioned uh, garage sale or yard sale, um, if there's something you're not using that someone else may value, they may want to pay you for it. I do it all the time with the massive amount of cameras and, and, and computer screens that I go through where it's like, I bought this camera five years ago. It's an awesome webcam. I just don't use it because I got a new one. Here, 20 bucks, go take it. And someone, that'll be a bargain for someone. And now it's 20 more bucks that you have in your pocket when you're just going to dump it in the trash for free. So lastly, I'll read the final part of it. He says, how to start saving money. You can stop the cycle of living paycheck to paycheck with a simple secret. Make a zero-based budget before the month begins. A budget is all about being intentional. It helps you create a plan so you can see where your money is going and find out how much you can actually save each month. When you make a zero-based budget, you're giving every single dollar a name or assigning it to do a job. Before you save it or spend it, remember, it really doesn't matter how much money you make. It matters how much money you spend and save the money you make. Boom.